It's Wednesday, February 8th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Snowfall, freezing temperatures, and blocked roads hindered efforts Tuesday to respond to two powerful earthquakes that killed more than 9,000 people in southern Turkey and northern Syria, leading Turkey's president to declare a three-month state of emergency in affected areas. The scale of the earthquake, of course, makes us take certain extraordinary measures, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan said in a televised address. Aid workers poured into Turkey from around the world to support local rescue efforts and struggled in the brutal weather to rescue survivors trapped under thousands of collapsed buildings. Twin earthquakes hit Turkey along the border with Syria on Monday in what Mr. Erdogan described as the worst disaster in a century. Southern Turkey has since experienced 285 aftershocks, including some strong enough to cause new buildings to crumble, said Orhan Tatar, an official from the Disaster and Emergency Management Presidency. In other news, stock indices finished higher Tuesday after traders reacted to remarks from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell in his first appearance since the job market's surprisingly strong showing Friday. Stocks started Tuesday morning lower, but gained ground shortly after Mr. Powell began speaking in a broadcast conversation with Carlyle co-founder David Rubenstein. A flurry of selling then sent indices back into the red, but stocks regained positive territory later in the afternoon. The S&P 500 rose 52 points to close at 4164, and the Nasdaq Composite added 226 points. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 265 points, to end at 34,156. In his comments this week and last, Mr. Powell has shown a willingness to focus on the Fed's longer-run policy plans without rapidly responding to how financial conditions are changing in the market. Around the world, Germany, Denmark, and the Netherlands announced Tuesday that they plan to provide Ukraine with at least 100 refurbished Leopard 1 battle tanks in the coming months a pledge that comes as Kyiv anticipates a new Russian offensive around the anniversary of its invasion. The announcement followed Germany agreeing last month to allow deliveries of the more modern German-made Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. In a joint statement, the defense ministers of Denmark, Germany, and the Netherlands said the shipment of the older Leopard 1 tanks was part of an effort to, quote, support Ukraine in their endeavor to withstand Russian aggression, end quote. It will significantly enhance Ukraine's military potential for the restoration of their violated territorial integrity, they said, adding that the delivery would occur within the coming months and include logistical support and training. Ukrainian officials say they expect Russian forces to make a new drive in eastern and southern Ukraine as the Kremlin strives to secure territory it illegally annexed in late September and where it claims its rule is welcomed. Back in the U.S., President Biden used his State of the Union address to try to sell Americans on his economic agenda and called for renewed bipartisanship, but his appeals for unity were punctuated by Republican lawmakers' loud objections to his remarks. The annual speech, delivered in the House chamber before a joint session of the newly divided Congress on Tuesday, gave Mr. Biden, who is 80 years old, gave Mr. Biden a chance to test his message in front of a large audience weeks or months before he is expected to announce his re-election bid. Recent polls show a majority of Democratic voters do not want him to run for a second term, and his approval ratings remain low. 
In Mr. Biden's 72-minute address, he sought to explain to the public how they stand to benefit from the trillions of dollars in spending he helped shepherd through Congress, including a wide-ranging infrastructure bill, and he argued that his policies have helped the U.S. economy recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. And, on Tuesday night in Los Angeles, with his 36th point against the Oklahoma City Thunder, LeBron James tallied the 38,000th 388th of his own career and edged past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the NBA's new scoring king. The historic bucket came on a step-back jump shot near the end of the third quarter as Abdul-Jabbar looked on. To be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it means so much to me, an emotional James said. It's very humbling. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.